basement bunker. It's the Howard Stern Quarantine Christmas Party. With imaginary guests, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm coming in the eggnog. <laughs> Simon Cowell. Merry Christmas, Ebenezer Schnoz. Oprah. I just love cheese and onions. O.J. Simpson. Hey, look out. <laughs> Ivanka Trump. Daddy wants to come down my chimney. <laughs> Hillary Clinton. <laughs> And George Clooney. Um, I'm not kidding. George Clooney is really going to be here. It's a party filled with surprise guests, wild antics, and so much more. And now, to kick off the quarantine Christmas party, here are your hosts, Howard Stern and Robin Quivers. Puts me in the mood to sing. I'm going to open the uh, Christmas show uh, with a little song, Robin, if you don't mind. Here I go. You feeling good voice? Yes. <laughs> oh, there's no place like home for the holidays. I've stayed inside because I'm not a dumb asshole. All these maskless morons keep on breaking quarantine. So I've spent this whole year on my ass at home. That's right, Robin. I've spent nine months stuck in the basement, and these shitheads keep leaving their house because they just have to see their friends and family. The only thing Santa's bringing them is a ventilator. Yes, 2020 hasn't been all bad. No more awkward conversations in the hallways. No one asking for a photo in a restaurant. No handshakes, and better yet, no Benji. I've been broadcasting <laughs> naked from the waist down since March 12th. What a feeling, what a year. There's no place like home for the holidays. Yet all these douchebags just can't stand to be alone. No, I won't leave this basement until the new vaccine. Cause I'm not a stupid, selfish prick asshole. Yes, I'll spend the next five years stuck here at home. Home, 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 home. home. Yes, what a song. I was up since 4 o'clock in the morning warming up for that. That's right. Oh, well, because I was yeah. going to say, it's very hard to sing early in the morning. Very difficult, but I can do anything. <laughs> so uh, I deserve the golden buzzer. But that's right. It's not America's Got Talent we're on. By the way, speaking of assholes who will not wear their masks, uh, I do want to give the... Uh, Special commendation of the morning to Mr. Tom Cruise. I saw an article, uh, in fact, Ralph sent me the headline last night that Tom Cruise on the set of Mission Impossible, you know, they seven. had a cl- Mission Impossible <laughs> 7. Is it 7? <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, uh, the guy is right. You know, the, some people are making fun of him because he had a meltdown on the set, but he's right. This is life and death. I was just reading about somebody on the Secret Service who lost his legs to COVID. Um, thousands of people are dying. So, Tom Cruise is making Mission Impossible. They had to close the set down once because uh, there was COVID uh, cases. Uh, they finally get back into production so people can work and make a living. 
And uh, lo and behold, he spots uh, people on the crew not following the COVID guidelines. And, you know, Tom Cruise, whoever's supposed to be in charge of, you know, making sure people follow the uh, the guidelines was being lax. And he started screaming. He said, come on, what are you doing? I'm going to fire anybody who doesn't follow these guidelines. He doesn't want to be shut down. And he understands the severity of it. So I applaud him. I call him a hero. Tom Cruise. I do, too. Yeah. Here he is melting down on the set. I'm on the phone with every studio at night. Insurance companies. Producers. And they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs, you I don't ever want to see it again. Ever. And if you don't do it, you're fired. If I see you do it again, you're gone. And anyone on this crew does it. That's it. And you too. And you too. And you. Don't you ever do it again. That's it. No apologies. You can tell it to the people that are losing their because our industry is shut down. It's not going to put food on their table or pay for their college education. That's what I nice. see with every night. He'd make a great shush. And why know? doesn't he? Uh, why don't they have that on their minds every night? That their fellow workers are losing their homes and not able to feed their families. He's so right. Pe- yeah, because people are weirdos. They don't. If if COVID hasn't taught us one thing, the world is a fucked up place. And I don't mean because of the virus. I, I believe it's human. It's it's Mother Nature trying to get rid of us. Uh, she's had it with us and what we're doing. She doesn't on the planet. like us anymore. No, I think nature is trying to vomit us out in any way it can and kill us off. We just haven't realized it yet because that's what happens. You know, when there's a virus on the planet meaning us, Mother Nature has to get rid of it. Um, Nature always wins. Whatever's destroying the planet loses. Uh, Eventually, nature will win always. Even if you, no matter what you do with your house, nature can wear that house down and, uh, you know. Blow it right off its foundation. That's right. Everything gets destroyed. But, uh, yeah, I I mean, Tom Cruise is right. And you got to yell at people like they're children because... um, Evidently, what was going on specifically was that two crew members were standing too close to one another in front of a computer screen on the set. And so Tom Cruise went ballistic because he knows he'll be shut down. He knows that uh, the production of Mission Impossible 7 would be shut down again. It was shut down for 12 days in Italy. Yeah. And that meant more money. And they moved it to London. Put in more safeguards to protect everyone so they could keep going. And still, people can't follow the rules. When uh, George Clooney comes on later, I'm going to ask him about that because he's got a new movie out on Netflix. And um, they had to go to Iceland and shoot it. But he had to do the same thing. Like they had to have a whole they they shot a lot of it during uh, COVID. And there's like really strict guidelines. So I bet you he'll applaud Tom Cruise. I bet you he'll say, yeah, that's what you got to do. You got to yell. Got to yell and well, scream. Well, I also was wondering what he thinks. You know, like a lot of people are very concerned about movie theaters. And if that industry is going to disappear because of COVID, 
um, yep. I think it was Warner Brothers that announced they're going to release all of their movies on HBO Max. Well, that is going to significantly change the movie industry. I'm talking about even after COVID, because if that becomes the norm, uh, the idea of the blockbuster, I mean, like, like for example, George Clooney famously made that space movie with Sandra Bullock. Gravity, I think it was called. Gravity, it's called. Yeah. Yep. And they were convinced that the movie was going to be a very small movie, that it wasn't going to make any money. So instead of paying them big salaries, they gave them a little piece, a little taste of the action, the two big stars. Well, the movie ends up being a blockbuster, generating money, and they each got $70 million. $70 million. Whoa! For uh, one movie. For one movie. But you're not going to see payouts like that, which really, in my mind, is unfortunate because I've always said this. We read about this kind of money and we go, oh, fuck, what, what kind of money is that? There's so many failed actors that if you hear of one actor getting, you know, making it to the to the mountaintop and getting this exorbitant amount of money and getting to participate in the profits, uh, you're never going to see that again. I mean, if all the movies are released on, um, you know, let's say Netflix or these streaming services, I think the overall industry is never going to have paydays like that anymore. I mean, you'll and, have, you know, Warner Brothers wasn't the only one. Uh, Disney has now said. That they're going to take a look, but they're going to be releasing a lot of stuff on Disney Plus. Hey, speak of Disney, I was on there last night, Disney Plus, and I'm watching Mandalorian. Do they release the new episodes once a week? Is that what they do? Uh, I know I watch them pretty much in a row. Yeah. Well, let me ask you something. I'm watching season two. And I saw episode seven last night. Is that the last episode? There's only seven episodes. Yeah, there weren't a lot. I don't remember exactly how many there were. Oh. But, All right, the guys you know, are right. Did you here. get to some kind of, was there a sort of no. conclusion, a cliffhanger? No, there's eight total. Okay, the guys just wrote okay. me. So there's another one. I just don't have it yet. It's really? probably next Why week. Why would you have it? Because it's coming out every week. But I've watched the whole thing. No, you haven't. Maybe ago. season, then you watch season one. No, I've, uh, I had already watched season one. I was excited about Robin, season two. You don't understand. You watched season two. You didn't see the end. Get you, you, yeah, <laughs> what you think is the end wasn't the end. Get out of here. The new episode comes out Friday. All right. What I'll, do you mean, get I'll out of here? Check. Maybe uh, you know my, what? there was a flute going on on my Disney Plus, and I got the whole thing. What is going on over there at that place of yours <laughs> that you don't I'm know? I've been a loopy. I've been alone for a long time. I know. I'm really worried about you, actually. Well, there's nothing to worry about. Uh, maybe there is. <laughs> I, I bet I'll call you later. I probably won't ever come out again. <laughs> yeah. I saw the last episode, what you think is the finale, and I could see where you might think that's the finale, but it's not. All right. If I yeah. go and watch this, and I've already seen it before, I'm yeah. calling you. <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, Arnold Schwar- just to kick off the uh, Christmas show, Arnold Schwarzenegger is on Zoom. We're having a very safe. He's uh. going to Zoom in, and he uh, has some thoughts about Tom Cruise and, wh- and what Tom Cruise did. Uh, this kind of thing. And uh, let's just up. Oh, that's him. Uh, come on in. Hey. Oh, my God. How it, you know, Tom Cruise yelling turns me on. I love <laughs> it when I hear him scream. So much testosterone. It makes my nipples hard. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man, Arnold. Good to see you. And I'm glad you're on Zoom. And uh, so you approve of what Tom Cruise did. 
Absolutely. You know, when I yell, when I yell that hard, oh, I come. Ah, get to work. Do the rules. Come on. Ah. You know, it's amazing. I, I, you know, look, I've known you a while. And uh, really, I just want to say age hasn't slowed you down a bit. No, no, not at all. I'm so happy to be talking to you, you know, and not just because I'm playing with my balls right now. <laughs> you know, oh, they're so cheesy. <laughs> what do you mean? Are you taking your finger and rubbing your balls and getting cheese off of there? Yes, I'm getting very festive, Howard. Yeah, yeah. But seriously, you know, we've had quite a year, you know, all locked up in our homes, and I'm great about Tom Cruise talking out about this. I can't even have my maids over, you know? And this is my favorite thing. <laughs> ah, sloppy maid pudding. Ah, ah, ah. You're referring to the fact that you had an affair with your maid and it cost you your marriage, but you still have a thing for maids. You like to have uh, maids and have uh, make love to them. Yes, yes, it's like Christmas every day. You know, right now I'm just decorating my tree with a little bit of tinsel, some popcorn, and oh yeah, my cum! I'm making so a you... batch of my secret Schwarzenegger eggnog as well. They're two secret ingredients. Can you guess them, Howard? I'm going to guess bit cum. Of cinnamon. Yeah. And cum, that's right! Cum, I know. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like Grandpa used to make. Because you're so muscular, I would imagine your cum has tons of testosterone in it and, and, and protein and, 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 yes. and things that can repair the mm -hmm. muscles. I'm yes. going to drink some right now. Mm. Mm. Oh, the cinnamon is going right to my thighs, but I don't care. <laughs> um, oh, oh. Don't hey, care. Robin, you should come to my house. I'll save you some. Oh, no. <laughs> You have a thing for Robin, don't you? Uh, I love governor. Robin. She's beautiful, especially now. Look at this, the Christmas season. Oh, she's beaming. Robin, you turn me on. You should be my tinsel on the tree. Come on. What would you do to Robin? <laughs> I'm not would you going have... near that tree, Howard. <laughs> I, I mean, Robin, nothing says Christmas like Arnold Schwarzenegger's come. You know that. <laughs> That's uh, right. You, could... uh, uh, you know, I'm going to jizz right now. I'm so excited. I've got so many ornaments here. Come on. Uh, come on. Direct hit. Oh, boom. Yeah, more, more. Come on. Target two practice two. with your... Uh, yeah. You know, it, it sounds like uh, quarantine hasn't affected you at all. In fact, you're having more fun because there's nobody there to observe this kind of behavior. And, and, no, and... but my, maybe Robin can come over and dress like a maid and hold them up, yeah? Uh, <laughs> you can get pregnant walking into maid. that house. There's so much cum around. Uh, Has a woman ever well, walked in that house? cleaning to do. Has a woman ever walked in the house and, and gotten pregnant just because you have so much cum in the house? Well, my cock is like a machine gun from the Predator, so they got a duck. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> you can put out someone's eye. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I'm wondering if George Clooney will be jacking off to Robin later today. It seems like uh, <laughs> it's seems a lot of fun. Thing. Hey, this is the season to be jolly. Now, now, now uh, you know, it's funny, you know, uh, when I think about you standing there nude, your Christmas tree is there, and I'm I'm thinking the fact that you can take your cum and break the Christmas ornaments, you must be a very strong shooter, uh, right? Yes, I, I practice all the time. Bullseye with my jizz. Hasta <laughs> <laughs> la vista, baby. Yeah, <laughs> baby Jesus. Boom. 
How are you not dehydrated? I mean, with so much coming, I would think you have to drink a tremendous amount of liquid to, to keep your body balanced. Well, I did make a lot of eggnog, so I've got plenty of reserves. It's delicious. Oh, <laughs> nutmeg. Ah, I love it. Yeah. Ah, it's like a I recycling program, Howard. He shoots <laughs> yeah. it and he drinks it. I see. So he never loses <laughs> hydration. That's right. Yes, yes. It's wow. all about saving the earth. We've got to recycle, Howard. It's very important. <laughs> well, anyway, listen, Governor, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Sounds like you're having a lot of fun. I'm sorry you can't have your maids in there, but at least you got to, uh, hey, you got to hang with Robin, and uh, there's some female entertainment, right? Yes, thank you yes. so much, Howard. Merry Christmas. I can see why you're such a great governor, because you're not uptight. And uh, I think no, that's a good quality. Never. Yeah, never. Yeah. Never. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Governor. Wow. Isn't the Christmas show fun? Merry Christmas. <laughs> nah. Merry Isn't that something? I was, uh, oh, there's a Christmas caroler on our phone and wants to sing. Isn't this, you know, you can still have Zoom Christmas. You know, so many idiots are planning on getting together with their families. We're so close to all being vaccinated. Just have Hold a Zoom on. Christmas. Yeah. That's right. Even carolers can call in. Uh, yes, ma'am, please sing us a Christmas song. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. From now on, your troubles will be miles away. <laughs> wow, wow. Oh, I love it. Who Thank is you, that? man. Oh, she's a new talent. Uh, <laughs> you're fantastic. Your voice, your presence, everything. Even on the phone, you come through. You're fantastic. Very strong, yes. Mystery singer. Sleeping in the night, he will bring us goodness and life. Oh, my God. I'm going to take a guess. I think I know who this is. Are you is Mystery Caroler? Are you Mariah Scary? Be very merry and bright. Well, isn't this lovely? Uh, thank you. The Christmas spirit is alive and well. making random calls and singing to people. That's right. This is the anonymous Christmas caroler and she is fantastic uh she doesn't give her name she just spreads joy wherever she wow. goes thank you ma'am i really uh yeah, yeah. you know who you sound like fall. the late whitney houston i mean you actually sound like what she sounds like now <laughs> you're very good uh, i don't want to hang up on a talent like this <laughs> Yesterday, Paul McCartney, and now this. All right, ma'am, I'm going to go. I mean, this is bordering on terrorism. You're you're keeping me on the phone. (laughs) It's time for you to move on to someone else. Go to another house. Nothing stops her. (laughs) I don't think she can hear. (laughs) Wow. Are you you listening, ma'am? Oh, I stopped her. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. 
All right, that, she's gone. I hung up uh, on her. I didn't want to be rude. Woo. You know, I uh, last night I'm laying in bed. I had a horrible day yesterday. You know, I mean, it's no secret. Anybody who listens to the show, my wife is into animal rescue. I came up after the show. Beth was in tears. I mean, crying, sobbing like I'd never seen her. I, Shannon cried that hard since our wedding night. Oh, stop. I mean, no, I'm serious. <laughs> Uh, I have, you know, I ha- it's been a while since I've seen her that shook up, but, uh, one of the kittens that we have had through our home, uh, the people called Beth, they, the cat got out of the house. They couldn't find her. She was a kitten. And these problems become our problems because, uh, you know, well, they become my problem because so Beth was crying so hard. I didn't know what, you know, it's like, you're supposed to act a certain way when you're a husband. Yes. So you're supportive. Well, how is that? <laughs> I don't know that stuff. I start lecturing right oh. away. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why don't I can't people hold? I sound like Tom Cruise on the movie set. And she's like, I don't need that right now. I just want the kitten back. I, I, I rescued this kitten. I, we found her out in the streets and now she's out again. Out you know? there again. Out there again. And she takes it so hard. And I mean, I do too. Don't get me wrong. I was upset. I mean, but seeing her. A mess like that and so affected. And I go, how are we going to continue to do this animal rescue? We've had over, 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 way over a thousand animals through our house. Uh-huh. And when something goes wrong, it really affects our day. I mean, it was a horrible, horrible day. Was there and, any conclusion uh, or the cat's still well, gone? And, and, and then even like I laid down to watch Mandalorian last night. I'm waiting for Beth because Beth at night. There's two hours of rounds, like in a hospital, to to administer medicine to the cats and to whatever she has to do. And then she gets into bed with me. Last night she came in. Honey, I'm sitting by my phone. They still don't have the kitten. No one can find her, blah, blah, blah. We were on the phone with three different trappers who trap, um, you know, uh, feral cats to try to figure out how to do this. I mean, don't ask. Uh, it is really difficult to be this great of a human being, Robin. You have no concept. I, I see that it takes a toll. <laughs> it does. No, being serious. I mean, it's hard enough for me to be good. But Beth's <laughs> a saint, and like I'm at her side, and I'm you know, and I'm like trying to console her, and I'm like, how will I console her? I can't tell her we're going to find the cat. I even prayed to Saint Anthony. What? Who's Saint? Th- First of all, you know a Saint Anthony. What is Saint Anthony? There's a weird thing that goes on. With Beth, whenever I've lost something of importance, she says, I'm going to pray to St. Anthony. And I'm like, what? (laughs) St. Anthony, I guess, is the saint of if you lose something. You know what I mean? I don't know exactly. What a a bad job for a saint. Right. (laughs) I told you one time I lost my glasses in the ocean. They got knocked off my head and I couldn't. And I was like, oh, fuck, I don't have glasses. She started praying to St. Anthony. I got, I put my hand in the ocean and picked out my glass. Now I'm telling you, I swear to you. So she said to me, I want you to pray to St. Anthony. So I'm like, oh, I better go do this in private. I don't want to do it in front of my woman. <laughs> and I'm, I don't even know how really to, to pray. do that. Right. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, as long as I'm not asking for myself, I figured, well, that's, that's cool. So I went and I found uh, my cat Pebble. I thought I should pray with a cat because that I think that would impress St. Anthony, right? Because if he doesn't like me, I don't know, St. Anthony, I don't either. But I'm saying, wouldn't you respond better if like you saw me with a beautiful one eyed cat who we rescued? You know what I mean? 
Well, if I was St. Anthony, I would say, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, like, wow, this guy's a good dude. Yeah. He took in a one-eyed cat. And he's praying with it. For yeah. to me. Right. So I, I went to pray with my one-eyed cat. The one-eyed cat went running from me, knew something was up. <laughs> <laughs> like the cat had an intuition that something, oh, something no. really stupid was about to go down. <laughs> so uh, then I found my cat, Helen Rose. Uh, she'll go along with anything. She'll, she'll just go along. Right. I was petting her. I was on my knee. Because I think you're supposed to get on your knee when you pray, right? Yes, yes. You're supposed yeah. to be down on your knee. Yeah. Yeah, humble, humble. So I was humble, and I went, hey, St. Anthony, I'm here with Helen Rose. Could you do me a favor? I can't take it when my wife cries like this. I've seen her cry before because of some dumb shit I've done. But but this is really bad. She was she she was going to kill herself. Oh. If this I'm telling you, she because I can't get through my day. I I can't think of anything else. So I you know I get on my knees. I'm like, Sonia, please for me to keep my sanity. Well, my wife said it's no banger clock. There's nothing. So uh, I said. Uh, you got to find this kitten. You got to find the kitten. And I did a whole, I really prayed. I fucking prayed. And, um, and then, and then, uh, I, I wanted to be a good husband through it. And, you know, there's no book on how to be a good husband. So Beth, Beth came into my office. Like she was like literally on the floor crying. So I go, what are you supposed to do? Should I go over and hug her? But maybe that'll be annoying to her. Maybe I should think of something else to do. If I start lecturing about people are horrible, she won't like that. Uh, if I start lecturing how she's got to somehow figure out how to do animal rescue but not get so effective, that would be like mansplaining from what I've read. Like, what the fuck do I do? So I could, honey, I got an idea. We know people who trap cats and, you know, who are rescue experts. Let's call them. And Beth liked that. Yeah. And we called That's them and something. I spoke to them. Yeah. I saw, I got on the phone to them. They they gave us tips on what to do. There were a couple of people we turned to. They were great. You know, we set like twelve traps. We uh, uh, we got um, uh, like little uh, cardboard uh, boxes of uh, hay. So in case the, you know, because don't forget a storm is coming and all right. this shit. So you um, set up. So the cat is near where you live. The rescuers told us. The trappers told us. No, 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 not near us. I'm saying we, oh. we instructed oh. people what oh, to do. Okay. I was going to send people all, you know, you know what I'm saying? So I, okay. I said like, so, so, uh, and the trappers say you, you put like smelly fish in a, you know, fish isn't so thrilled with it, but the cats like it. Uh, <laughs> but whatever you do, you, you have these different things. Right. So that was pretty good. I was a good husband. You know what I mean? Like I had a solution. Yeah, you were involved and you got, uh, Something done. Yeah. You, you look like you were doing something. Yeah. Even though Beth you just made a phone call. <laughs> yeah. 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 But at least I had ideas and I didn't say anything annoying through it. Like where I start yeah. lecturing about how people don't do enough to keep their cats indoors and blah, 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 you know, all this stuff. Right. Which, uh, you know, I can get annoying. It's, it's not helpful. No, not at that right. moment to be yelling about what they already didn't do. Yeah, because I can be like, how can we keep doing animal rescue? What if people aren't gonna, That's the problem. We love these animals, and then we give them away, and everything gets fucked up. And I don't fucking do it. You know, if I can get crazy, so I was like calm. I was like, I have a solution here. Maybe we. And then Beth would go, "They're not going to find the kitten. That kitten's going to freeze to death, and it's going to uh... die." And I just rescued her, and she's only eight weeks old, and blah 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 blah. 
I go, honey. The kitten is only eight weeks. Yeah, I said, honey, you got to be positive like me. I prayed to St. Anthony. <laughs> Never mind. I mean, can you imagine me saying you got to be positive like me? <laughs> if that yeah. didn't get her out of her. <laughs> well, calm is not my well, thing. Lady. I start, I get, my answer to everything is to get fucking crazy and scream. Yes. Like Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? I'm like, you know, fuck this. No more rescue. You know what I mean? You're dealing with the public. It's ridiculous. That's it. Fuck yeah. you. People don't appreciate Jack shit. Fuck you. So that's, that's my usual demeanor. Right. But I was cool, calm, and collected. And cool, calm, and collected is not my thing. <laughs> but it was yesterday. I feel I was a good, stable influence. And then we even uh, we made dinner. And um, all through dinner, Beth was crying. And then I did. Oh. I subtly, I subtly changed the topic over dinner. Like she'd be like, "The cat's gonna freeze." The cat. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to eat, and I'm hearing about a dead cat. You know. <laughs> so I go, I go. Oh my god. Uh, um, yeah, you know, I was just working on this, uh, George Clooney's coming on the show tomorrow and, uh, we started talking about George Clooney, took her mind off it for a while yes. so she could yeah. eat. Yeah. See. Um, and then I, you know, it, it, we, we changed, I kept changing the topic a little bit to give her a respite from thinking about the cat. Yeah. 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 I understand. And then, and then I got in bed and she did her rounds and, and then she came in and she says, honey, I'm going to be up all night. I'm, I'm going to sleep by the phone. I don't want to disturb you. I'm going to go in the other room. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Now, no cuddle time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but at least I can watch Mandalorian because Beth doesn't like when I watch Mandalorian. She thinks she's it's not too loud. particularly interested in Mandalorian. Yeah. No, I show, she goes, what is this? I go, oh, you got to see how cute baby Yoda is. And she goes, oh, I think I would like this. I like Baby Yoda. I go, oh, no, no, Baby Yoda just got uh, taken away. She goes, <laughs> I don't want to watch this. And and it's too loud anyway, because when the Mandalorian fights everyone, it gets, right. they, for some reason, they have to raise the it volume. When very loud, yes. Yeah. Intense music, intense sound effects. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, I couldn't sleep last night. I was worried about the cat. Now I'm all caught up in it. And so uh, I woke up at about a midnight i was hungry i ate shredded wheat but uh, i woke up at midnight and then i saw a text from beth that said they found the kid oh i was like oh thank god i thought you were gonna make us wait until after the vacation to find yeah. out what happened <laughs> like the mandalorian <laughs> well meanwhile this morning beth's on a high, like like when someone takes um, uh, drugs, you know what I mean. You should see her; she's up there. La, da, 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 da. Hi, honey. So you know, yeah, so happy. And I'm like, wait a second. Now I can now I can start venting. I go, you're all happy now. I said, what are we going to do if something like this happens the next time? We can't. We can't. We can, well, we, we can't you allow give it. To people instructions it wasn't their fault they're they're good people they, they, they uh, it's a weird thing that happened with the screen on their uh window and stuff so uh, yeah they, they got they got listen i'm fucking drained from it that's all i can <laughs> tell you uh but thank you saint anthony for listening to my prayer oh look who's on the phone on the christmas show saint anthony hi saint anthony i just want to thank you for stepping in and finding the cat Howard, you owe me one now. No more jerking off the babysitter porn. Enough for it. St. Anthony. Uh -oh. yeah. Is, yeah. Would you do that for St. Anthony? <laughs> You're telling me, St. Anthony, because you Howard. found the cat, I have to stop jerking off? Yeah. 
Hudson shit, it's a trade-off. I don't want no more jerking off, no more no, no more of this stuff. I did you a favor, and that's it. In the name of the Son, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. All right, well, if that's what it takes. But listen, I didn't know that was part of the deal. Beth didn't tell me. She just told me to pray to you, which I did. I didn't know I have to stop jerking off. I'm well, not doing that. That's how Catholicism works. What can I tell you? Hey, St. Anthony. Yeah. How, how, how is it being a saint, and, and how did you get to be a saint? Uh, just this is how it turns out, man. I mean, what what else do you want from me? Now you got to start asking questions. I mean, I took care of you, cat. <laughs> Anthony isn't very familiar with his on. own background. <laughs> Did you think I was annoying when I prayed to you yesterday? Yeah, that's the, it's the last thing I wanted to hear at that time. I had enough. It's Christmas time. There's nothing else that you know. The last thing I wanted to hear was you praying for a cat. <laughs> A lost cat, at least, St. Anthony. But weren't you impressed that I prayed with my cat to you and that I... And it wasn't about... Usually when I pray to you, it's about my glasses or I'm missing something. I mean, the fact that I gave up a... I gave a prayer to you about a cat, that's pretty good of me, right? Yeah, it's good of you, but, you know, you got enough going on with you right now, Howard. Enough bitch in the morning. I'm looking to... You know, I'm looking for food and starving kids. You know, I can't look for cats. All right. Thank you, St. Anthony. St. Anthony says, don't bother him. Uh, he busy. can't take care of everything, and you're bothering him, apparently. Right. Robin, the Christmas show is going great. I'm <laughs> loving it. I see well, on I'm our glad phone. they found that cat and, and Beth's feeling better, because that's oh. terrible. You think you're glad? You should see how glad I am. I, I, I want to <laughs> say something seriously. My wife is a saint, and uh, what she does is saintly. But let's point out how I bear the brunt when something goes wrong, how, how I suffer. How my day is right. How I have to... Let's think about you, not her. Let's get back to me. Yeah, I've had enough of thinking about her. Now I want to think about me. Now that the crisis has been... Look at how you suffered. Yeah. Hey, you know, let's get back to the Christmas show. Uh, Look who's on our phone. It's Oprah Audiobook. Oprah Audiobook is here. Oprah Audiobook. She's dropping by for... We can't get the real Oprah, so we got Oprah Audiobook. (laughs) Hi, Oprah. How are you? Hi. Words turn into Oprah Winfrey. I'm so excited about how words turn Christmas show. You know what I want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? (laughs) Thank you. Want two Stedman on your mistletoe, and I want Stedman to fuck with my snatch. I, what I heard from Oprah, if I got that right, because it was pretty hard to understand, but I think yes. Oprah says she wants Stedman to fuck with her snatch. Is that what she said? Something about her yes. snatch, yes. Yeah, all right. Say that again, because we missed it. Stedman loves when I drop a deuce on his Christmas cookies. Oh. Hmm. Stedman what was that? loves... Stedman loves when I drop a deuce on his uh, Chris- his Christmas cookies. Oh, you couldn't hear that? Yes. Uh, I couldn't make out the words. Robin. Okay, thank mm, you. Oprah. I'm hanging up on Oprah audiobook. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Oprah audiobook, Oprah. you suck. Yeah, you'd think you'd have an iPhone. You know Tim Cook. One of my I... strongest memories is Christmas of 1977 when I pushed out a huge whopping 237 pound shit packed 
with 45 pounds of Taco Bell, 50 pounds of McDonald's, and 142 pounds of Stedman cock cheese. I was relieved. Well, that I understood. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, somehow that came through clearly. <laughs> what was her thought there, that she, um, she she made a big shit one Christmas? Yeah, yeah, she's just telling us what uh, it contained and how good she felt after it was done. I like that we need, like, well, subtitles yeah. for yeah. Oprah. Ought... <laughs> Never mind. Never mind that thought. I, I said I like how we um, have to use, uh, like, subtitles for Oprah Audiobook. I don't think oh, yeah. it should have to be that way. <laughs> Do the, do the guys in the back ever, like, listen to it and go, you know, this isn't understandable enough for radio? Yes. I've, uh, bye. Yeah. Words. Bye, Robin. Bye. The guy sense my annoyance, yes. so Oprah Audiobook is hanging up. <laughs> Try one more, Oprah Audiobook. I'm out of control. I love uh, to bob on all right, I'm going to go Tom Cruise and yell at somebody right now. <laughs> what the fuck? What the hell was that? How, are we doing a show around here? The next person who does that is fired. <laughs> I can understand JD better than I can Oprah Audiobook. Uh, you wow. know, I was thinking about a lot of people wrote in about uh, Paul McCartney yesterday, and um, I was thinking about him last night. You know, I love Paul McCartney, and yes, the thing that I was thinking about what he said was the song um, "Help." When I asked him about that, oh yeah, and and Paul said that um, that that John. I was asking Paul about John's father and all that, and. Paul was talking about all the troubles in John Lennon's life. And he said, you know, the song help. He said, the song help was really John writing help. I really need someone help. Yeah. If you not just anyone words, when he, when he's, you know, when you're listening to the words, I mean, it's an upbeat tempo that it's all coming from, which makes you feel good, but it, help. I need somebody and not just anybody. I need Isn't someone. It, isn't it brilliant when a guy could turn that emotional trouble into a brilliant song? I mean, yeah. isn't that unbelievable? That's what I love. That he made it into something else. You know what else I love about that song? I realize this. The, um, the hook. They start the song with the hook. Yeah. They took the best part of the song and put it up front. Help, I need someone. Help, not just anyone. I mean, that. And now that, you want to know why he needs all this help. It's like when they show you the beginning of the movie, what happens, and then they take you back 24 hours. Right. Yeah. It's pretty fucking brilliant, right? I mean, help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know, I need someone. Help. When I was younger, so much younger.
I mean, now that Paul explained and it even to me, though, and even those helps, they're they're shrill. You know, like yeah. these are real cries for. Help. And now that and now that Paul explained it to me, I get the chills when I hear that song because I can think of like a, an adult John Lennon crying out, "I need help! I would somebody help me, please." When I was young. I was so well defended. I was so um, unaware that I needed help. So I never reached out to anyone. But now that I'm an adult and, I, and I'm starting to see how hungry I am, uh, would somebody please help me? More than hungry, but I don't know anything. Nobody taught me anything. I don't know how to cope with life. What a song. And Bon Jovi always says, don't bore us, get to the chorus. They got to the chorus right away. They didn't even waste any time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks to Paul for yesterday. A lot of the fans uh, wrote me some really nice mail. The hell is the mail? When I say mail, I mean everything. Twitter, uh, email, all that stuff. Um, I could listen to Howard talk. Is now, or is that... Still people relevant. email us. No, it's still relevant. People email okay. us all the time. All right. Fred actually reads it first. That's his job. He reads it. Uh, I could listen to Howard talk with Paul McCartney all day. I love how Sir Paul continues to create new music when he could just live off the Beatles catalog and solo work for the rest of his life. The man is a testament to the phrase a creator wants to create. I'm so thankful. Paul, of, uh, referring, of course, to Paul promoting um, McCartney 3, which comes out on Friday. Um. Great conversation with Sir Paul today. The interview blew my mind. Paul, is it so at ease with you? Yes, he was at ease. I'm excited to hear McCartney 3. Paul's music is embedded in our collective DNA. This interview was the early Christmas gift we all need. It's such an honor when the best radio sits down with the best in rock and roll for a masterclass interview. I nearly fell off my chair. When Paul played the song he wrote about John Lennon from his iPhone voice memos, I can't wait for the new album. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Uh, Paul had this idea. For a song called John's Boots, the idea was, how do you fill John Lennon's shoes? And so he speaks or records into his iPhone whenever he has these ideas, and he played us some of that, which was great. Um, wonderful interview with Sir Paul this morning. I'll be purchasing his new album, McCartney 3, on Friday as my mom's Christmas gift. I wanted to buy her a mold of Sal and Richard's penises, but sadly, I just found out they are not available to the public. <laughs> there you go. Many listeners agreed with Paul's opinion that Ringo Starr is the greatest drummer of all time. Thank you, Sir Paul, for settling this once and for all. Peace and, and shame love. Shame on you for never mentioning Ringo when you were considering it. That's right. Shame on me, Robin, and shame Peace on the person who, who put love. together the uh, Oprah audio book while we're shaming people. <laughs> Thank you, Sir Paul, for settling this once and for all. Ringo Starr is the best of all time. If there was no Ringo, there would be no John Bonham. Not only is Ringo Peace a brilliant love. drummer, but he was completely groundbreaking and a critical reason why the Beatles are still relevant. And this one, too, Sir Paul was so right on when he declared Ringo as the greatest drummer of all time. Howard was wrong about the song Rain. It's all about the drums. The bass on that song is great, but the highlight of Rain is Ringo and drums. Peace and love, peace and love. Peace and love, peace and peace love. love. Peace and love. Fred, give me an example. Play Rain and... Um, let me hear the drum. I, I thought it was all about the bass. 
But maybe this listener knows something I don't know. And then I'll continue with the email. Because uh, this is a very tight show. Very tight show. <laughs> Can you pull up rain quick or is it a pain in the ass? There it is. When the sun shines, when the rent when the sun shines, the sun shines. This is my big moment. Here I go. Watch this. Rain, rain, rain. Did you hear what I did? I made the song better, if that's possible. I'm going to do it again. Shine, shine. The weather's fine. Thank you. You jump in, Robin. Go ahead. Take it away. All right. Turn that off. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, you have to say the drums are very prominent. Yes, they are. Uh, some fans thought that Paul was flirting with Robin Quivers during the interview. We have I, a thing. Remember, I, totally, I proposed to him at one time. <laughs> that was the best. I totally got the impression that Paul was flirting with Robin. He definitely <laughs> wanted me. confirmation from her that he was cute. <laughs> fuck me. Fuck me. All right, Robin, calm down. I mean, you don't have, you can be ladylike, you know. You got a compliment. <laughs> Just take facials. it easy. I know you Is do. Is it growing? Yeah, of course. Everyone is growing. I love Dick. I love Dick. Oh, oh boy. Okay, easy. <laughs> Um, I prefer the yes. Yes, we know San Francisco. Um, yeah, you want me to lick your ass? Uh, easy. Uh, so this listener sensed the two. I sensed a spark between Sir Paul and Lady Quivers. Sounded like a royal love connection. Uh, here is a clip of Robin and Paul from Tuesday's show uh, as evidence submitted for your approval. I, I hated that. I mean, that's what happens. He's, just, he's a cute one. I go, no, I'm yeah. not. No, don't call me that. I hate that, you know. But yeah. once it's said, it kind of sticks. Um, but I just can't help being cute, Howard. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Robin, am I right? You're absolutely right. Come on. Oh, don't Come ask on. her. She, she really thinks you're cute. I mean, like in a big way. I mean, it's, it's outrageous. She loves it. She loves it. Uh, Robin is right. This was not the first time there were sparks between these two. I'm going to drag out a clip from the archives of Robin. 2009. I forgot about this, how intense it was. This is Robin throwing herself at Paul. Yeah, while he, he was, didn't know what to do. He didn't. I didn't know what to do. No one knew what to do. This was in between <laughs> Paul's marriages. He was single, and you just you took the moment. Uh, good I for said, you. This is my shot. Get away. I, yeah, I, I just couldn't believe now. it. This is unfucking real, this clip. I'm throwing my head into the ring. <laughs> you, you need someone to be with, and I'm here for you. And uh, I'm a vegan, so we don't have that issue. <laughs> Robin, <laughs> what is going on? I, I mean, I'm thinking I'm just coming on a radio show, and I this think is. This could be very 
they it's are the together. dating game. I was shocked. She <laughs> said be she very wants happy you. Together. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm very flattered. Is it no, low maintenance. maintenance? Perfect date for the inauguration. <laughs> Jesus. Take me to the inauguration, Paul, please. Low maintenance. Shame on you. False Jump advertising. Jump in my pussy. What All was right, that? Easy. Bad advertising? <laughs> yeah, it is. That's false. You're not low maintenance. There's, there's just no way. Jizzle uh, my tits. Okay, Robin. I know. You're sexual. We get it. Okay. Well, um, let me just throw my legs up over this desk. All right. Go ahead. Listen, Paul's not here now. Another <laughs> Open listen. That cunt. Whoa. Another listen. <laughs> Open that cunt. Oh, what? my God. That was put together. I never said that. <laughs> right. I don't think you did. Open another, that cunt. Another listener wanted to know more about uh, how I prepared for the interview with Paul. Uh, I'm neurotic. Uh, Howard mentioned that he was uh, turning to John Hine for questions this morning. What were some of those questions? Did John mention something that wasn't asked of or that Howard didn't think of? No. Um, no, I was on the phone with John the night before. We, uh, I, uh, I'll usually call John and go, you know. Let's go over everything. Let's talk about the Beatles and we have a conversation. And then when we hit into something good, we uh, write it down. And uh, John uh, reviewed all the notes he made with, you know, with his guys. And it was just like a whole, I mean, it's a whole thing that we do. It's, yeah, but you have an interesting memory die. because you say you don't have a memory. Right. But you do. It's a very, uh, if you hear it, you can remember how, you know, these things that, that John says to you. I have no idea how that works. I am telling you, <laughs> I have no memory. I can't memorize anything. I never was good at it in school. And yet, uh, John, what, what, what we do is we have about, we had about 30 pages of notes for Paul McCartney, literally 30 pages of notes. And I'll say to John, would you mind reading them to me? John then reads them. I, I close my eyes and listen to him read them. And as soon as he reads all 30 pages, I remember everything. Yeah. Completely. There wasn't one thing I forgot. I, I completely remember it. So stop I don't, saying you don't have a memory. I think when I read something, I don't. And, uh, and when I hear it, I, I, for some reason, my whole brain is like radio. It's audio. It's like if I hear something, I can, so. It's weird. So, in order well, to get, there all... are different kinds. Some people have a very visual way of learning, right? And other people have an auditory way of learning. You're auditory. Yeah, I mean, it's weird that, uh, and I get very nervous tonight before I go. There's no way I remember this. John read it to me last night. There's no way I'm going to remember it in the morning. And for, and and I and I have no rec. I, like when I wake up, I go. I have no idea what he read to me. And then Paul all of a sudden comes on Zoom, and I look at him, and I remember everything that John uh, read back to me. Well, Paul also said something interesting because you were talking to him about the time before audio on your phone, and you know all of the innovations that came. That when they wrote songs, somehow they had to remember them. And he said. Yeah, but if I slept on it in the morning, it would be in my head. Yeah, weird. So there's all kinds of interesting connections like that. But I guarantee you, because I know how the human brain works somewhat, and I've, I've studied this, I guarantee you there's probably 30 Beatles songs that John and Paul forgot because they didn't write them down. I guarantee Oh, I'm sure there were plenty of songs they forgot. 
Yeah. But what was really important to them, they held on to. Yeah. Ka-ching. I mean, yeah. my God, those guys wrote a song and a whole, you know, you can buy a house with it. Uh, hey, Ralphie boy, what up? Hey, now. Hey, yeah, McCartney was great. And my favorite part is that he's a regular guest now. You know, and and you can and you're comfortable, and he gets into like some minutia, like somebody pointed out that iPhone thing. I mean, I think it's great, and you know, I know you you put a lot of pressure on yourself, but like if he just told us what's in his refrigerator, I would be thrilled. You know? Yeah, so, right. I know. Interesting. Yeah, he's he's so cool, but uh, amazing. The Beatles are amazing, and John and Paul, George. I was thinking about George. Just that all things must pass album and his contributions, Ringo. I mean, it's just an amazing, it's an amazing well, story. That was one of and my how favorite many things. Are left? One of my favorite things yesterday was listening to stories about George. Yeah. Because he was the, you know, the grumpy beetle. You know, he didn't want to do anything. Right. He didn't want to, you know, do another take. He just wanted to do things. He wanted to get his songs on the album. And when it wasn't fun, he didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, and I felt bad for Paul. He had to be like the school mom to those guys and drag him out yeah. of bed and get him to work. But, uh, oh, I do want to mention real quick, though, because we have a lot of show to get to, but uh, in the fan mail, Ronnie's Dildo Adventures came up. On Tuesday, we continued ah. to explore Ronnie's love for being pegged. The fans love Ronnie's <laughs> transparency about his sex life. Um People love Ronnie. You're a team player, Rombo. Howard, when you asked Ronnie if he moans, I spit up my coffee. You guys are on fire. <laughs> uh, uh, Ronnie uh, loves uh, cock in his ass. He loved having uh, replicas of Sal and Richard in his ass. It's really something. Ronnie I think can't he's retire. Keeping Sal's. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Ronnie can't. Ronnie can't retire. He should just do dildo reviews for the rest of his life. Seems like he really enjoys it. <laughs> This prank was so funny. Sal and Richard were so funny. What a great week of shows. This is just what the country needs right now. Uh, Ralph, I know you're making a, um, a replica of your cock so Ronnie can stick it in his ass. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just, uh, well, it hasn't started yet, but I, I can't wait. And uh, I'm, I'm just wondering if Stephanie likes it, would he would he wear, wear some, like, stripper heels? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, clear I, heels. <laughs> Uh, I think he would. I, I don't think he's opposed to putting on a, he said a wig he'd do and anything yeah. Stephanie wanted. Streaks. <laughs> um, one Ronnie? fan proposed an interesting idea. If you make a rubber replica of Chris Wilding's cock for Ronnie to get fucked by, I request that when Stephanie is ass banging him with it, Chris is on speakerphone giving Ronnie his best pillow talk. <laughs> I would like to see if that makes it better for Ronnie and gets him in the mood to open up and allow the dildo in balls deep. That's not a bad idea either. Like if, um, like maybe Ralph can talk and coach yeah, Ronnie through it. Do you want to be there, Ralph? Yeah, no, just on the, on the phone. You know, it's uh, beautiful. Oh, no, I yes, meant on please. the phone. Do you want to be a part of it? Yeah. And by oh, the way, uh, Ralph, I do I do agree with you. Yesterday, you did text me and send me the Tom Cruise audio, which I played earlier. Tom Cruise is a hero. He was right to yell at the staff for not obeying the COVID nineteen rules. So very good. Okay. Whatever. And there's dopey, one other person. Met, Go ahead, that, Ralph. that medal they gave to Rush Limbaugh, the med presidential freedom of honor, whatever. They should give that to Tom Cruise. Biden should. That was fucking right. fantastic. That's right. You and know, by there's the way, another Robin, person who who we should recognize too for being a stand up person, and that is Judge Judy. 
Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, she took somebody to task at a store or something, and he ran back to his car and got his mask and came back and apologized to her. Here's a a real treat. Uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden want to join us for the... uh, for for the Christmas show, they're joining us via Zoom. That's when I play this little sound effect for the Zoom. You're watching. <laughs> did you know that's the sound of Zoom? I did not. Yeah, um, they're going to address us uh, before the holidays. Let me make sure I have a connection here. Is that you, gentlemen? Yes. Good morning. Happy holidays. Happy there holidays, sir. Yeah. Yes, uh, Donald Trump and Joe Biden and... Uh, <clears throat> As a Christmas tree, President Trump and President-elect Biden have agreed to come on via Zoom and address the nation. Hopefully, this is going to start the healing of our divided country. I'll let you go first, Mr. Trump. Hello. Thank you, Howard. And hello, President-not-elect Biden. Boom! Merry Christmas, Howard, (laughs) which we can only say for a little while longer. Cheating Joe is going to outlaw it next month if he becomes president, which he won't. So true. Those things I just said. No, 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 look. Now, regardless of what this rattle cap wigwags out of his nozzle, now, facts are facts, man. Now, under the Biden administration, in the first 100 days, we'll control this pandemic. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, Under a Joe Biden administration, you can say goodbye to Jesus. Bye-bye, Jesus. Jesus was crucified, but only once. I got crucified with the Russia hoax, with the impeachment hoax, and then the election hoax. And by the way, I prefer my messiahs who weren't crucified. Okay? Okay? Now, now, Now it's time that we bring an end to the demonization and come together as all religions. Now, quite frankly, I don't believe this man's read a book, let alone the Bible. But this neither here nor there. Quiet, old man. Quiet, quiet, quiet. Listen, 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 listen. I love the Bible. I love the Bible. It's my favorite book that I didn't write, especially the Second Amendment. Best part. Should have been the First Amendment. Everyone knows that. Fantastic book, though. I got to say, I got to say, Jesus was overrated. I mean, what exactly did Jesus do? He was born, gets all these gifts, disappears for like 30 years. Uh, What was he doing? You know, I built an incredible company in my 30s. Then he shows up broke. With these 12 losers, bunch of yes men feeding his ego, out of control ego, I might add. Then one of them, this guy, Judas, Judas rats him out, rats him out with no evidence. Total hoax. What a rat. Okay. That would never happen to me because I always get the best people. No, no, no. Look, now here's the deal. Now, let's not waste time listening to this crumb bum sputtering his horse rhetoric, man. You know what? I have to tell you, that insult, that insult sounds like it's from the Civil War and not the cool new one coming up in two months. The last one, 400 years ago. Okay, guys, I want to thank you for joining the Christmas show. I love it. The holidays are uh, supposed to be bringing us together. And and, and President Trump, for once, Mm -hmm. for once, would you like to offer a message of unity? Absolutely, Howard. Absolutely. Thank you Thank for you. this opportunity. Thank you. Before before I was president, you were not allowed to celebrate Christmas. You had to <laughs> celebrate socialism, communism, rioting, Antifa. You had to worship a goat. But under Trump, you can celebrate Christmas proudly. You know, during the Obama administration, the war on Christmas was in full force. They made it illegal, illegal. To say Merry Christmas. In fact, it was the first thing Obama did by executive order because he can't govern. 
He can't govern. Huh. All he did was executive orders. And that one, that one, wow, what a doozy. What a doozy. You know, you can say shalom aleikum, right? But you couldn't say Merry Christmas. But after a lot of fighting, a lot of fighting, we won the war on Christmas. Well, not me. I couldn't fight because of my bone spurs. Yeah, well, but let me just uh, say that when I say... I don't say, remember any of that stuff he just said. Well, <laughs> I just know that that was not a message of unity. Uh, President-elect Biden, do you have a message of unity for America? Now, of course you do. Now, look. My administration's working around the clock to devise comprehensive groundwork to bring America together and heal a nation divided. Now, I won't be arguing about my ratings, witch hunts, fake news. We will restore the soul of America. Shut up. Shut up. All right. Listen, listen. Under a Biden administration, the Christmas season will be canceled. This is all Biden talks about. This is all he talks about. Cancel Christmas. Cancel Christmas. This is all the liberals can think about. Cancel culture. They want to cancel me. They want to cancel little baby Jesus. They want to cancel you and you and you. Listen, I never canceled anybody or anything other than the NFL. NBA, Goodyear, AT&T, Megyn Kelly, CNN, Rosie O'Donnell, MSNBC, Macy's, Harley right, Davidson, okay, Mitt Romney, and every single uh, Democratic no, senator no, no, and congressman no, loser. Put aside the hogwash, man. We're in the midst of a deadly pandemic. It's affected over 15, maybe 16 million people. Oh, shut up, country. White Obama. Top, top that. <laughs> Listen, man's a damn pickle. Listen, man doesn't know his nose from his toes. Now we're in he, the midst. He wears two masks. He wears two masks. Do you believe this? He wears two masks. Man's a hamhead. He's Hillary with the penis. He's Hillary with the penis. Look, man's a bird dog with a fat hat and the bat playing backseat bingo with foreign dictators, man. This Come guy on. is a criminal mastermind, but also feeble and old with Alzheimer's. Look, what beats <laughs> deep in the hearts of the American people is democracy. He stuffs right his crotch with stolen Trump ballots. I, 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 I can't believe it. It's unbelievable. Right, guys, let's see he's wearing a diaper. Me. Uh, it's Christmas, and this is the big Christmas show. Mm-hmm. I would like to yeah. end on an uplifting note. You go first, right. President Trump. All right. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I get your point, Howard. I get your point. Fuck it. Let me sing a Christmas song to spread some Christmas cheer. Hit it, boys. I saw Biden stuff the ballot box, <laughs> but only in the states I didn't win. That's very important. Yes, that's very wow. good. That's, that's some it. song. That, that, right. 